When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CFA fam, welcome back into our week one rankings. Going to round things out with our top 12 quarterbacks and top 12 tight ends for week one. Let's jump right into the quarterbacks first. We have Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tungabailoa, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and Geno Smith rounding out our top 12. Week one, no need to get cute. I really don't think there's any quarterbacks that you likely drafted in the top 12 that you should be looking to set in favor of a streaming option. If you have any of the guys at the top, obviously you're starting them every single week. So just want to talk about some of the guys who are a little bit lower in the rankings. Want to kick it off with Tua. Fantastic projected game script here featuring two of the best passing offenses in the league. This game also has the second highest total of the week with just a three-point spread as well. Next up, Trevor Lawrence. In his two games against Indy last year, Lawrence was QB12 and QB4. Obviously, they added Calvin Ridley as well. He's in a really strong spot. Really excited to see how this passing offense shakes out what kind of target share that Calvin Ridley gets. And from all reports coming out of Jags camp, Trevor Lawrence looked really good, looked even better than he did last year. So I think he's primed to take that next step forward following a really strong second year. Jared Goff is another quarterback who we like. Strong QB1 potential this week going up against the Chiefs, where we have the highest total on the week. The Chiefs actually gave up the second most points per game to the quarterback position behind only the Detroit Lions. Now, the Chiefs secondary should be improved just by virtue of that secondary having more experience. They were starting three rookies last year, but the defensive line and pass rush could be a, an issue here for the Chiefs. They're going to be without Amenahue, who is suspended for six games, no Frank Clark, and no Chris Jones either. So that should give Jared Goff a little bit more time up front to be able to find his guys. Geno Smith is in a really strong spot here going up against what is going to be a bottom five secondary in the league. The Seahawks have the fourth highest implied point total on the week at 25.75. And in Geno Smith's two games against the Rams last year, he was QB3 and QB12 where he averaged 290 passing yards and two scores in both of those games. Now, Russell Wilson, he was a guy that you know a lot of us really liked last year. We were expecting a lot of good things from him, and that entire team just basically imploded. Now, if you look at the last couple of games uh, from Russ Wilson last year, he was starting to come on. He was starting to play a little bit better. In the two of his final three games for fantasy purposes, he was a top-five option. If you extend that to Week 18, which you shouldn't, but if you did, that would be three of his final four games where he was a top five fantasy option. In week one, the Broncos get the Raiders. They gave up the seventh most points per game to quarterbacks last year. Yes, their defensive line and pass rush is going to be improved. But on the flip side of that, the Broncos spent a lot of money on that offensive line as well. I think we see a heavy dose of play action, which should help Russ Wilson help lower that pass rush a little bit too as well. So I think if you're digging a little bit deeper or if you just drafted Russ Wilson, hoping for that bounce back year, I think it's going to be a good game for him to start out with. Now, for whatever reason, if you have to stream this week, hopefully for week one, you're not already in that position. 
But if you do have to stream or if you're in a, you know, a deeper league or maybe you're in like a shallower to QB league, Sam Howell is one of my favorite streamers and one of my favorite deeper options this week going up against what looks like it's going to be the worst defense this year in the league in the Arizona Cardinals. Even if Terry McLaurin doesn't play, I think Howell still has like mid to high end QB1 potential for this week. And as far as rookies go, Anthony Richardson is an intriguing spot going up against a defense that allowed the third most rushing yards to quarterbacks last year. I think he's going to surprise some people as a passer as well. So I think he is also an intriguing option going up against Jacksonville. Or if you just planted your flag and you took Anthony Richardson as your QB, I think it's going to be a really nice start for the rookie out of Florida. Moving on to tight end, kicking things off. Who else would it be? Travis Kelsey won. Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Evan Ingram, Tyler Hegby, David Njoku, Juwan Johnson, and Patty Fry rounding out our top 12. Going to do the same thing with tight ends here. Obviously, there's no real reason to try and convince you that you know Kelsey and Andrews are strong starts. If you drafted those guys early, you're plugging them in every single week. You're not considering anything else outside of bye weeks or injuries, obviously. But let's talk about Tyler Higby to kick things off. Seattle has been dreadful to tight ends the past few seasons. Last year, they allowed the second most half PPR points per game to the position. Cooper Cup, I really highly doubt he plays this game, you know, after going to see that specialist. I'm expecting the Higby to be involved early and often. Seattle revamped their defensive line, adding some talent to their secondary, but the linebackers are remaining relatively the same. So unless they just completely sell out to stop Higby, he should have a solid game. If you've been watching the channel the past couple of weeks, the next two names, you're not going to be surprised to hear me talk about. But got to bring up Sam Laporta. I know you guys are probably getting sick of me talking about him. But the Chiefs were middle of the road against tight ends last year. But if you look at their schedule from 2022, they really didn't play many high-end players at the position. George Kittle was by far and away the best tight end they faced all season. He put up 698 and one against them. Now, with this game having the highest total, as I talked about, the Lions are six and a half point underdogs. They should be playing from behind, which means more passing volume. And all those targets can't go to Amonra St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs. So Sam Laporta is definitely going to have his fair share of opportunity. Jawan Johnson, the next guy. The Titans' pass defense was awful last season. I really don't see that changing this year. I still think they're going to be strong up front and have a strong run game. But in their secondary, that's where their holes are. They didn't really do anything this offseason to fix that either. The Titans allowed the fourth most receptions and the most receiving yards against tight ends last season. Last year, Jawan Johnson was sneakily the tight end eight and half PPR scoring. So he's a solid option for week one. And then Gerald Everett, you know, if you need a guy who's a little bit further on down the ranks for whatever reason, I like him in terms of how this game is setting up. Second highest total in the week. The Chargers have the second highest implied point total only behind the Chiefs. I don't think Everett is going to get a ton of volume in this game, but the Dolphins did allow the third most half PPR points per game to the position last year. So I think Everett is fine as a dart throw if you're looking for a tight end that has a high chance of finding the end zone. And that is going to wrap up the week one quarterback and tight end rankings. Any questions you have, drop them in the comments below. You can join our free fantasy football discord as well. Link will be in the description. Please hit that like and subscribe and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you.